All right, let's go ahead and get this thing started. But first. So as I've mentioned before, I couldn't really do the last the last one because I was at the Battle Slammers bit and I was feeling really, really groggy about it. So let's go ahead and get this thing going. But before I do, I actually, I kind of did have some stuff I want to talk about, but I really do feel like I should give Battle Slam its props because Battle Slam is a, is a, is a good show, man. Like it really is. Like I can't stress like it. What I'm gonna like, how I'm gonna talk about it, it doesn't do it any justice. It's just really, really good. I also want to take this time to point out that there has been some very uh, ground shattering deaths for. Um, for people in my age group, but because of the fact that I don't really like to bring attention to specific deaths because then it welcomes a question of what about the other people that died? I won't necessarily like specify as to who they are, but I will say that, um, you know, rest in peace. <clears throat> also, my heart goes out to uh, the people who were affected by Hurricane Ian in Florida because like being a native Louisianian, I know how that feels. I like, I personally never like, I personally, I think the last time I ever actually had like severe damage, like happened to me from a hurricane was Isidore and Lily. And it didn't necessarily do anything specifically to the apartment complex I was living in at the time, but we still had to move. I don't know if that complex is even like still there anymore, but I don't think it got like racked up during a storm because our city is kind of far from the coast, but, you know, I really do hope that like, you know, it, it really, you know, it, it says something, you know, like to lose so much because of, you know, because of nature, you know, something that you have absolutely no control over. That's really messed up. So, you know, my heart goes out to the people in Florida. Um, But back to battle slam, I'm going to go ahead and finish on a start off on a night high note here. Um, Battle Slam is really, really, really good. And I feel like uh, I'm going to just start back from the beginning. Because first off, my first time going to Battle Slam, I didn't even know the event actually took place like near where I live. The one of the big reasons why I don't go out is because a lot of the big events and a lot of the places of relevance that, you know, things happen at always feel like they're far from me. So I just don't even bother to take the time to care about the location because I'll always just say to myself, oh, that's too far, you know? So um, to be able to just sort of like break past that stigma that I have of just going out and doing things and just being able to encounter these events, I, you know, I, I broke out of my comfort zone a little bit to try to go to tomorrow to like to, to, do, to uh, check out the event. Because the thing about uh, Morrow, the thing about the location was, was that it was not too far from where I was training at when I initially came back to Georgia from Texas. It was in the same city. So it's like, I know how to get to this place. It's not that far from where I live. You know, I may as well go ahead and give it a shot. And I will forever kick myself because there was an event called uh, Terminus. For those who aren't wrestling fans, for those who have absolutely no idea what's going on, there was a professional wrestler by the name of... Jonathan Gresham, who is a former Ring of Honor world champion, like literally maybe like a champion, like two champions ago. And uh, he was um, 
And he started his own professional wrestling company called Terminus with the wrestler named Baron Black. Now, uh, he also has another wrestling company that, that's in the works. It's, it's something along the lines of, I want to say it's Omega Grappling Arts or something like that. But, um, yeah, he's uh, he's doing something with that as well. But the the event, the first ever Terminus took place over there. And I'm forever kicking myself about that because I would have loved to see you know, Gresham versus Josh Alexander, because I feel like that show would have just been fire. Um, but I did get a chance to go to the first ever, um, the not the first ever, what was it, the second? I want to say the, the main event of my first, the main event of my first Battle Slam was Jonathan Gresham versus Santana for the, uh, for the championship. And Michael Black, uh, kind of ruined the kind of ruined the finish to some extent but they managed to you know they managed to like feel you know bring it back a little bit it was still a good show it was a good event it was it was a good show it was a good event it was spectacular man like everything about it like battle slam kind of um you know if you're black then the whole combination of professional wrestling and hip-hop music kind of sort of culminated kind of just like sort of did this amazing thing here you know, you got a chance to see, like, you know, live performances from local rappers. And you also got a chance to see, um, as time went by, you know, like, you know, seeing Jay Lethal versus Baron Black parts one and two was actually really good. You know, and I got a chance. You got And then not only that, but we got a chance to see Lil Scrappy. I mean, like, you know, it, it's something, you know, it was spectacular. Or in, I'm guessing in this case, scraptacular. Pause for laughter. Yeah, I, I can hear it. I can hear it. But um, the fact of the matter is, is that, like, you know, when I, the first, like I say, the first time I went there, though, you know, first off, I didn't expect to be able to interact with the wrestlers. Uh, first off, I didn't really expect to be able to interact with the wrestlers after the event. But, like, because a lot of, a handful of the wrestlers that know me as that train that trainee guy, I'm pretty, they were, some of them were like nice enough to let me approach them and talk to them and things like that. So that felt actually, that felt amazing, really. You know, I got a chance to interact with, you know, like uh, Queen Aminata herself. I got a chance to interact with, um, you know, um, just recently at this most recent Battle Slam, it was, it was Khan, it was Chris Bay, it was uh, Kevin Knight, the first ever black graduate of the LA NJPW dojo. I mean, like, I got a chance to interact with black history as far as professional wrestling is concerned. That dude's good, by the way. Like, that, 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 he's, he's like, that, that man's, that man's at a hundred, man. I tell you, that was a good first, first match. I'm, I'm not going to even talk about the Battle Slam event as much because you can watch it on Fight Network. I think it's for free right now. I'm not sure. But also, the show is too good. I, 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 can't, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I will say, the most recent Battle Slam event crowned their first champion, and congratulations to them, even though I don't agree with the methods. Um, you know, you got a chance to kind of, you know, I get, you know, Ruff is a main, Leon Ruff is a mainstay, which look, the, the, it will always stress me out how WWE just completely like slipped up on Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff could have easily been like the ultimate underdog because he's like, he, you know, because he's so little. You know what I mean? But he's also remarkably talented. He he can get over. He has it. You know, he's like basically the textbook fate, likable face character. And WWE just said, 
nah, we don't need them. You know, so it will always bother me. You know what else bothers me while I'm talking about professional wrestling and talking about Leon Ruff and talking about WWE? The fact that, you know, like, WWE makes a lot of money. So when you fire somebody on, you know, for, like, budget cuts, which I'm assuming that's the reason because that's what the dirt sheets say, you know, if you if it if it really is budget cuts, what like what do you need to save money for, bro? Like how expensive is those trips to Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel? Like for real. Like it it really just stresses me out. But also on the good foot though, you know WWE getting rid like you know uh, um, dropping most of their talent makes it easier for other wrestling companies to kind of pick them up and also for those wrestlers to probably do other things. So it's like, you know, I mean, shoot, look at, look at the revival right now, man. They, the revival living their best lives in AEW. Um, you know, you got like all of these wrestlers kind of just sort of coming into the woodwork. I'm, I'm going to be forever upset that, uh, Mace, um, Brennan, is it Brennan Miller or Brennan Michaels? I always forget. Uh, he was, you know, the, the big football player from Roe who became one half of the maximum male models, the big black, the big black dude who's remarkably attractive. Like his sister was in the company. His sister was there. You could have easily had her be the, you could have, you, you, you could have easily got rid of Maxine Dupree and got rid of Ethan Page and then bring in his sister, his legit sister. Cause she's, she's tall. She's a, she's beautiful. You know, she's also has family in the business. I mean, it just could have worked. Why? Why did you not bring her in? Six two. I think I have. I think I like tall women. I'm gonna have to look into that. But um, the fact of the matter is, is that like you know you're bringing in. But like going back to Battle Slam though, you know, like I said, you got you know me and Leon Ruff in person was actually really dope because. Like, you know, it really, like, Leon Ruff, he just, because I guess because I'm older than him, like, he kind of gives me that nice, he gives me that baby brother vibe. But, you know, he's also, like, a former NXT North American champion. Even if it was brief, even even if it was brief, and he lost it in, like, a spectacularly crazy way. The dude was a good wrestler, and, you know, the dude was a good wrestler. He has good matches. And you find yourself genuinely just wanting to see him win. So, you know, like, I am I got nothing but love for Leon Ruff, you know. And, I mean, like, I, you know, congratulations on the marriage. And you, like, if you know me personally, you know that I would never say that about anyone. You know. And I, here I am saying it for a wrestler I only met, like, maybe three times. That's just how much, that's just how likable Leon Ruff is. But yeah, man, like that's what I'm saying. Professional wrestling, like I I initially started this podcast to talk about professional wrestling. And I like I get sidetracked so much by politics that I forget that I genuinely like professional wrestling. Even though I haven't watched a whole lot of it in a while, and I should because it's there's so much wrestling to watch right now. Specifically women's wrestling. I want to watch women's wrestling, not because you know I'm a dude and yeah, yeah, that's right. You you hug her tight. No, not, nothing like that. I, I genuinely, I, I watch wrestling for wrestling. I watch wrestling for the matches. I, I don't, I don't really, I try, I, I, the only reason why I even know what the dirt sheets be talking about is because wrestling fan. I'm in a, I'm in a Facebook group called National African American Wrestling Fans. And, um, you know, like they, um, and, you know, like a lot, a handful of the fans in there, 
you know, they, they like bringing in dirt sheets. For those who have absolutely no idea what dirt sheets are, think tabloids for professional wrestling. They're called, you know, obvious, there's the, the reason why they're called dirt sheets is pretty obvious. But, um, but yeah, so it's like, but it's like, you know, the fandoms, they really, really you know, like some fandoms, they, they follow the dirt sheets, you know, tooth and nail, but also sometimes wrestlers themselves do shoot interviews and stuff like that, which I, you know, like, I like those things. I, I, I like the fact that professional wrestlers nowadays kind of, um, you know, gives you a chance to sort of know who they are as a person outside of professional wrestling. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's dope, but let's be real. Some wrestlers, I hate to say it like this because I, I hate to say it like this because I'm a fan of a lot of wrestlers. I'm a fan of us. I'm like, if I meet you as a wrestler and you know, you have like, I don't know if I like you, then I will feel bad saying this, but some wrestlers outside of wrestling are remarkably unlikable people. Let's just, I, it feel, it, it crushes me to say that because, because wrestlers, because wrestlers are meant to be likable. They're supposed to be likable. And the fact that, you know, and the fact that some wrestlers aren't, it just bugs me. Like, for example, Kane, Glenn Jacobs, right? You know, like, once you take away his wrestling career, you find out that he is a politician and a diehard right-wing Republican Trump supporter. He's that guy. He's basically what happens if he's basically, you know, what happens, you know, if Trap got older and became, you know, less angry, but more methodical and just creepy with it. And it hurts it hurts me because I was a Kane fan growing up. I was a big fan of Kane. And don't worry, I'm not gonna segue into politics, even though I'm talking about uh, a Republican mayor. You know what? No, I'm not doing that. But it does kind of hurt me because of the fact that the guy, you know, I was a fan of, I was, I was a fan of Kane. I really, I liked the gimmick. I liked him specifically. Like even when there was a fake Kane, and like I learned that there was a fake Kane, I'm like, no, I, I, I think the real Kane is cool because it was more than just a gimmick. The wrestler, he was one of those cases where like the wrestler really made the character. So it, so it will always sort of bug me and bum me out to know that he's this kind of guy. But also, it kind of makes sense why he would be that way. Because, you know, you got to think, this dude, for like, I don't know, for a good maybe 20 or so years, this is a guy who has basically been given money just to ultimately do like the easiest job on the planet. I'm not, you know what, I won't say professional wrestling is easy. But I will say, once you, like, if you pay attention to how Kane wrestles, he doesn't do that much in comparison to, like, other wrestlers. So, you know, to be able to earn enough money to do as much or as little, you know, depending on who you are and depending on how it looks, as, as you know, I mean, once you, it's like, you know, you're going to assume that everybody can just do what you do. So, you know, you're, you're going to immediately assume that not only everybody can do what you do, but because they haven't done it yet, they're choosing to not, they're choosing to, uh, you know, be the way that they are. So, you know, like, I'm honestly surprised because, like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm surprised isn't a right wing, you know, nut job, Bret Hart. Bret Hart basically been living his life on Easy Street since childhood. His dad is, you know, his dad is a big time professional wrestler and trainer. So it's just like, 
But then again, also his dad kind of roughed him up a lot as a kid. So I'm guessing that that, you know, that kind of, you know, I want to say one of the big things about being a right winger is devotion to authority to some extent. And, you know, you know, like your dad, tune, you know, your famous dad tunes you up enough times so you could like, you know, uh, stay loyal to the family business. I'm guessing at some point, you know, you build some resentment there. So you can never be like blindly loyal to anybody who's in charge of you because it's like, well, you know, like once they, you know, once they try to, once they test you, you're going to fight back. So it kind of makes sense, but I'm still kind of surprised that Bret Hart wasn't that way. You know, plus the dude probably might have dealt with more than enough tragedy to like never be able to assume that there's some sort of end all be all um, um, answer to biggest problems and stuff like that. So there's that. Let's see, moving along. But yeah, man, Battle Slam. I guess I can't do it justice, man. You just, you're just gonna have to check it out on fight. It's literally, it, you know, it's you know, it's spelled just like it sounds. Battle slam one word you know it was like i I, my first show was battle slam vendetta the most recent one was battle slam aftermath you know the logo looks like you know something off of you know fight for new york they even use like kind of like a theme similar to fight for new york to kind of no actually no one time one time that you no 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 that was for terminus i think terminus used a, a black panther a black panther theme I remember that because you had um because you had a uh, swerve yeah swerve it was swerve versus davy richards and uh yeah swerve was like front and center dude looked like prince man i tell you i don't even think davy richards was on the thing because there was just so much the one thing i like about this and you know for me is it's very special to me it's just you have like all this blackness man like Back in the day, back in the old days of professional wrestling, it was just white dudes. You know what I mean? Like, you had black people in it as well. You had some black people in it. But it was mostly just white dudes, you know? You know, like, the the, the prominent wrestlers who would rise up to become the big names and all these other things was, you know, like, you had, like I say, and I say this as a guy who used to like these wrestlers, you know, like Hulk Hogan. Like, I remember I was a big I remember I was a Hulkamaniac for at least, I don't know, for a short time anyway. And it wasn't like the thing that kind of turned me off of Hulk Hogan wasn't the uh, the post um, the post coitus footage um, discussion with Bubba the Love Sponge, because like had we have never seen that tape, we probably wouldn't have even known about that. But like, I mean, and also it takes it's common sense. I mean, he's a big white dude from Florida, so of course he's gonna he's gonna say the n word a bunch of times because he's a white dude from the south. I mean, you know, y'all can't be you can't be completely surprised by that. But what turned me off of Hulk Hogan was necessarily um, Nick Hogan, his son. It was the fact that there was no push for Nick Hogan to become a wrestler. And like maybe maybe there was and I just didn't see it, but because of the fact that Nick Hogan wasn't a wrestler, maybe kind of both maybe kind of disappointed in the Hogan family as an entirety, because you know Brooke got involved in wrestling, but in the most obnoxious way possible, you know she didn't she didn't do anything, 
like to put this in perspective, Von Eric's the, the Von Eric girls, they did something. No. Von uh Casey Von Eric, she did something. You know what I mean? Bret Hart has a daughter. She might be end up doing something down the line. Ric Flair's daughter is quite possibly one of the most successful women in WWE currently. And she's injured right now. Or what, like having a kid or something? I don't know. You know, it's just that like, you know, but Hulk Hogan's family in general, come on, man. So, yeah. Uh, so, but so, but the fact of the matter is that like, you know, you had like, I mean, also a fun fact about Hulk Hogan, you know what I mean? If Hulk Hogan got injured during the height of his career, Junkyard Dog would have been quite possibly the most successful, most over wrestler. And a man didn't even win one world championship in WWE. Second in line, didn't win one title. Hulk Hogan currently holds the record as one of the record holder, record holding world champions in WWE. But the guy who was next in line, should Hulk Hogan have gotten injured or anything? Burns me up. So to be able to see the transition from, you know, swole white guys to guys like Leon Ruffin and Leo Roosh and myself and Chad Skywalker and, you know, you're seeing all of this. Bianca Belair is the biggest name in professional wrestling right now. If you are a black girl, you're looking at Bianca Belair and, like, right now she's undefeated at WrestleMania. In all her WrestleMania wins, she's won a championship. How do you? That's what she started with. Hasn't been pinned yet either. I don't think. Hasn't been pinned yet since Mania. Now that I think about it, but the fact of the matter is that where we are at right now, you know, as as a as a culture, as a people with professional wrestling, it speaks volumes. Specifically to how we just improve things and make things better. Because, like, now you got rappers trying to go into AEW. Lil Scrappy is trying to rekindle his love of professional wrestling again. Because this isn't his first go round. You know, you got, like, all of these industries and companies and things like that slowly starting to build up off of the nuances that is black wrestling, female wrestling, you know, in, indigenous people wrestling. You know, you, you, you're, you're starting to see how important diversity and recognition is. And it's a beautiful thing. So it's good to see that, you know, you know Battle Slam wanted to, like, this company is budding into something spectacular. And I just can't wait to see it bloom into something bigger than what it already is, man. I, I just, I mean, the show has been going on for months now, now that I think about it, and it's, been so good every single time and i'm ready for terminus also i'm ready to see what terminus got to offer because i the last terminus event i saw jonathan gresham versus konosuke takashita and that match was a certified that match was it, it's it, it was it's it was so polarizing because you have Jonathan Gresham, who's not exactly the tallest man. I think he's like 5'4". And you have Takashita, who is remarkably tall for a Japanese man. And 
this match was just it was it was a work of art. It was beautiful. I loved it. Also, rest in peace to uh, Mike Black. He's not dead yet, but if he screws up another match with Gresham, he might end up being. Oh, man. But the fact of the matter is, is that, like, you know, that event, that specific location is going to be, like, you know, it's going to be definitely something to harbor, you know, some of the better events. And I'm just glad to be able to live nearby so I can actually physically go there rather than, like, watching it on fight later because I'm just, I'm more, like, it feels good to know that I can actually go to these places, you know? Specifically this place. To be able to say, you know, that I, I met a, I, not the most recent battle slam, I got a chance to take a picture with Chris Bay. For if you don't know who Chris Bay is, look up Bullet Club, only black member. You know, he's the attractive looking one. <laughs> and he was a cool guy to me. He's part of the group that I'm in as well. So it was like kind of like one of those moments where it was just, you know, it was kind of like one of those moments where we could just sort of like powwow as two fellow group members and just talk for a little bit. He was a nice guy. Um, man, it just really stresses me out to know that like it, 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 it's good to see this company like, you know, become what it is right now. But it's really frustrating to me because it's like I could be there doing it. Which is why, which is kind of why I want to go ahead and devote these next few minutes to bring it up. Like, uh, okay, so my professional wrestling training situation has gotten a little bit uh, more ominous, so to speak. So the company that I was initially uh, training at, which was a thirty-minute drive from where I'm currently living, uh, I used to be able to have. I used to be able to go there Wednesday and Thursday uh, because of my current my car situation which is too complicated to get into, but the long story short, I let my roommate use my car to go to work because, you know, he works nights and I'm not going to be awake long enough to come pick him up. But, um, like the company that I was initially training at, you know, apparently there was uh, some complications with the building. So they had, so the company had to relocate. And from what I gathered, the company has successfully relocated, but they haven't disclosed the address yet to where it's going to be at. So until the address gets disclosed, I'm kind of sitting in limbo and I have been sitting in limbo for like maybe a month and a half now. And, uh, you know, like (laughs) no rush buddies, just a little update would be nice. Because it's like, from what I'm gathering, is that like maybe I want from what I'm assuming, if, if I had to assume on my own, they have a location set up and the location is currently being built. That's what I'm thinking is happening. It's like the location is probably getting built from the ground up. And because it's being built from the ground up, you know, we can't just, trainees can't just go over there right now. And that is, that's my, that's my perspective. But I just, Kind of wish that he would just tell us, you know. No rush, though, especially because next month, I next not next month, around next year, I plan on going back to reality of wrestling anyway. 
So, you know, it's like, even if I don't get my training here, um, I plan on, you know, just taking that, you know, taking that leap, taking that, uh, taking that next big step because the goal has always been reality of wrestling. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, it's not even that I'm a big fan of Booker T as much as it's just, I'm a big fan of the company. I'm a big fan of what the company is doing. Plus the company is stable. Like I've been, I went through like three, I went through like two schools and three people to answer to while I've been, you know, in the past year and a half. And it, you know, it's just like, while I've, while I've been here, it just feels like, you know, the, the instability over here is a little wild, like, you know, and I, and I understand why, you know, money be tight. So sometimes money be tight. So sometimes either tempers flare or businesses kind of go under and dissolve well, relatively quickly, but I would rather be at a place. I mean, reality wrestling has been around for over a decade now. So it feels, has it been over a decade or has it been, it feels like it's been longer than seven years. In any case, that's the plan. So, yeah, this is my wrestling podcast. I am going to go ahead and end it before this minute kicks me off. Y'all be easy, love, and peace, happiness. And once again, check out Battle Slam. Check out Terminus uh, on Fight TV. Terminus, T-E-R-M-I-N-U-S. Battle Slam, B-A-T-T-S-L-A-M on Fight, F-I-T-E. Be easy, y'all. Love and peace.